0: Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save sixty dollars on a two-pack of DeWalt twenty volt max batteries. Now just ninety nine dollars. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only one hundred fifty nine dollars. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through six sixteen. U.S. only. Thanks for listening to the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Sponsored by FanDuel.com. FanDuel.com, the leader in single-day fantasy sports contests.
1: Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Bringing you up to the minute industry news. It's time for me to tell you about the biggest tournament in the history of daily fantasy sports. Interviews from the biggest names in the industry. The one and only Condia Head joins us now to talk about this weekend in daily fantasy football. Now on the podcast, Napsterman and game analysis to save you time and help you build your bankroll. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head game, you are just going to lose. Here is your host, the one and only Dan Bob. Hey everybody, what's going on? Wanna welcome you to this Tuesday edition, rotogram Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. We are presented to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make sure you head on over there tonight because it is the last call for the World Fantasy Basketball Championship, their last qualifier of the season. Uh, if you want to go to Miami next week, you better be playing in this one. It is, uh, the $2 million, uh, world championship. It's qualifier number hundred. Seven dollars, the buy-in and, uh, 5,000 total entries in this one. So, uh, if you want to max enter some tournaments tonight, that might not be a bad one to do. Uh, if you're just looking for high dollar tournaments, you got the clutch shot today. $4 buy-in, 500K guaranteed there. And uh, the Monster 150, the Slam 175, so check them out over at FanDuel. Uh, And we got to talk about them today as well because FanDuel Golf finally has arrived on the site. Uh, A couple months ago, basically they made the announcement, we're going to offer it, we're going to be in beta for the next couple weeks. Here's what we're thinking in terms of the makeup, and now we have the official rundown on exactly... Uh, what the scoring is, the roster makeup, and uh, I'm going to kind of give my thoughts on that. We also got a five-game slate tonight. Russell Westbrook's playing in it. So uh, I will say this much. Anytime you've got a 13-4 player that feels like you have to play him, um, the roster build's pretty cut and dry because your average salary is like, what, 5 k or so per position, 5500 So really limits... Um, where you can go at certain positions, but we'll talk you through it. So we're going to do a five-game slate analysis here in just a moment. But let's get to FanDuel golf again. I love it. You get the four-day sweat with golf. It's one of the most uh, fun games for, for me to play. Um, and uh, I'm excited that FanDuel has brought it to market. They should have probably brought it to market many years ago. I think that if you ask you know, maybe some of the executives, uh, they'll probably say, yeah, you know what, we probably misjudged the demand for it. And uh, and we probably should have offered it, but hey, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, let's talk about the product that they rolled out there today. A very different roster format than we've seen in um in on DraftKings or on Fantasy Draft, um, where you're drafting eight golfers on FanDuel versus I believe it is six golfers over on DraftKings and on uh, Fantasy Draft. Maybe Fantasy Draft, you might have more than six, but I know you got six over there on DK. Um, and the difference, of course, is, and this is something that which, you know, when they announced the beta, they mentioned that they were going to do things differently. Um, the difference is you're draft- drafting four golfers, for rounds one and two, and then four other golfers for rounds three and four. And you have to draft all these players before the start of the tournament. So, you know, when three and four come along, you don't get to redraft. Uh, so this is all done prior to the tournament. Um, we'll get back to that in a moment. The scoring for them, uh, Eagle were seven, Birdie were three, par were five, bogey minus one, double bogey minus three, uh, and of course they also give you finishing position based on the final tournament position on the leaderboard. And that's going to apply for all your golfers, uh, round one and two and three and four golfers. So wherever they place does count. Uh, they did add some bonuses, which is interesting because FanDuel has never gone the bonus route. You know, it's always kind of been a DraftKings thing, whether it's, uh, the three point bonus, whether it's the hundred yard bonus in football or the, Uh, You know, the golf bonuses they offer, FanDuel's never really done it. Uh, Now they have it for golf. They've got a streak bonus, uh, consecutive holes in a row. You get an extra .6 under par. Uh, The five plus birdies in a round gets you four bonus points. The bogey free round gets you five bonus points. And the bounce back gives you .3. So that means if you have a birdie or an eagle following a bogey, you get .3 bonus points. Now, that one I don't really understand. I don't, uh, you know, I don't really get that at all. The one thing I am happy to say is no hole-in-one bonus. You know, there we go. Like, I think DraftKings, you know, listen up. You know, get rid of that hole-in-one bonus or at least drop the value of it. Man, that has swung so much money so far this season and it's like the flukiest thing ever. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, you can for me daily fantasy we we tout that this is a skill game and it absolutely is and i think it's important to keep the as many skill components as we possibly can now i know the sites say well we don't want to build too skillful of a game therefore all the top players will win and you know the uh the the less experienced people you know they're going to lose and then not come back they want to find that fine line between skill so it is a skill game but not too skillful where you just have you know the best players dominating i get what they're trying to do but in certain aspects of of daily fantasy and like the hole in one for example like that's just no predictability to a hole in one you'll say well dan is there predictability to to when people are going to get eagles absolutely it is you can absolutely look at the length that people have off the tee, their history in getting eagles—that is a very, very predictable um, golf stat. Um, but hole-in-ones, none to it whatsoever. Um, it's did you did the ball bounce in the hole correctly for you? And to you know award points so significantly like they do on DraftKings—it drives me crazy. It every time. It happens in a tournament where we see a hole-in-one. I'm just like, okay, well, hope you have that guy. Uh, because if you don't, you know, going to be tough to win any tournaments because they value it so dang much. In this season, we've had, I know, Johnny Vegas, Justin Thomas. And it just happens way too often. So the good news is FanDuel does not have the hole-in-one bonus. So thank thankful for that. The bounce back, you know, it doesn't bother me. It's not really worth a whole lot, 03 Again, I don't know how predictable that really is necessarily. Saying, "Okay, well, if this guy had a bad hole, then he gets extra points because he bounced back." Just feels like, eh, like I don't know, yeah, kind of indifferent. Like I don't, I don't feel like it's it's a terrible thing, but I don't really know why they felt like they needed to add it. The biggest thing here, and something that I was critical of them before, and they didn't make a change of it, is drafting people for the separate rounds. Rounds 1 and 2 and 3 and 4. And this is very different. And uh, I will give credit in the sense of they're trying something new. They're trying to be innovative. And too often, I talked about it on the show, that I feel like innovation has fallen off in terms of game stylings um, with the big two, with FanDuel and DraftKings. And I know that it's not easy to necessarily make some Wholesale changes. There's a lot of coding that goes into it. You got to make sure the site functions. It's got to work on the app. It's got to work on the desktop. Like, I get it. Like, it's not necessarily easy just to roll out a whole bunch of new games. And then you run the risk of, you know, potentially those new games taken away from the salary cap games, which are really successful. Like, I get some of those arguments. Um, but I do think that this the industry has fallen a little flat in terms of innovation. And at least FanDuel here decided to do something a little bit different uh, with the way that they made it, made up their game as opposed to just my, making like a carbon copy of FanDuel or DraftKings. Um, and, you know, we've talked about it too. Like the fact that you've got different products between different sites uh, makes it more um, interesting for a lot of people to be playing on multiple sites rather than playing um, on, you know, basically the same like in late swap is a perfect example of that you know we've seen much more synergy between FanDuel and DraftKings and NBA this season simply through late swap and the fact that they neither of them offer it again I'm not a fan of that uh, but I also am a fan of people having choices of the style of game they want to play and maybe more people will like this style of play but my my problem is I just think they over tinkered with a game that didn't really need to be tinkered with because it is a four-round four, um, four round game. And for people to now have to bring in the handicap, not just if a guy will play well in a tournament, but having to try and figure out which rounds they play well in is something that I am a little bit leery on how predictive that is. And... I will give them credit. They made a big change from the beta that I tested to what they finally rolled out. And that was the addition of actually having the final placing order for all golfers. I think when I tried it out, they didn't even include that as an option. And at the very least, that does give you credit for people who you draft to do well in the tournament and you get basically, you know, you get... Points for how successful they are in the tournament. Because for me, when you examine, when you handicap, when you research, um, it's hard enough in the game of golf. There's a lot of variance in the game of golf, and I think you're just adding to it when you separate it by rounds. And I mean, it's going to be a very clear strategy here. I mean, it's it, it's very clear. Like if you're going to take risky players. You should probably take them in rounds one and two. Because let's face it, if they don't make the cut, you don't get points. And that's where the struggle kind of lies for me. Because initially my thought process was, well, maybe this is going to be more compelling, gonna have people be able to um to be able to have more interest in the long term if guys don't make the cut. But that is further from furthest from the truth here, in the sense of the word that um, if you don't Draft guys who make the cut in three and four, well, you're not going to get any points and you're probably not going to win that much money. Um, and, you know, I guess that still applies to the regular version of daily fantasy golf that we see on fantasy draft and on DraftKings. And that's why, like, my suggestion was just dropping at least one of your lowest scores. So, therefore, if you've got a guy who doesn't make the cut, guess what? You're not drawn dead. Because you drop your lowest score. That was kind of my innovation that I felt like made more sense. But now I've got to predict which guys are going to play well in which round. And that's just something that it's, it's difficult to know in my eyes. And again, it's hard for me to say because this is the first week we've had it. Maybe I'll find that that's a very predictable thing. I don't think that I will. I might be wrong. Um, we'll report back and let you know. Um, But that's the struggle that I have. Now, again, they made up for it a little bit because you can still handicap the tournament in the sense of they are giving you finishing points. And they're fairly significant. I mean, you look at 20 points for first place is nice. Um, Second through fifth gives you uh, 12 fantasy points. So that same broad points as opposed to DraftKings, which uh, has a different level for like second, third, fourth, fifth. Um, But how significant are they? You know, you get you know, two Eagles, and, uh, you know, that's 14 points versus the placing of second to fifth. And here's something that I'm pretty sure that we're going to have somebody work on, and I, I hope it happens here, because I suggested it yesterday in the Slack channel, is that we do a analysis on the scoring for golf on FanDuel versus, say, DraftKings or Fantasy Draft, uh, because I have a feeling there's definitely going to be, Um, a pretty strong difference in terms of the type of players you might want to roster from one versus the other so uh, I'm crossing my fingers that we get that column done either this week or next week certainly before the Masters because again anytime you roll something out. You have to know the scoring system. And uh, I think there's some data analysis that needs to go in on it more than just making judgment calls. And uh, obviously, it's going to take some time to put that together. You want to look at historical data between different sites and uh, different, play, you know, different sites, uh the players for, you know, per round versus, you know, per Uh, the entire tournament so I think there's a lot that can go into it to kind of help us refine you know where what type of player we want to roster here now uh, again it's not my favorite Uh, I'm not gonna lie the round one and two three and four thing I'm not a big fan of it now that doesn't say that I won't grow to love it it's not say I won't play it I love daily fantasy golf I'm obviously gonna play it but um, I'll tell you right now I could grow frustrated very quickly of it because again I try to find you know the most skilled um, games that I can because that's what makes daily fantasy great in my eyes and I just question you know selecting players via round versus tournament that's just maybe it is there I just feel like it's that much more difficult for a sharp player and not saying that I am sharp but for somebody who puts in the time and puts in the work, I want to have a payoff. I don't know if I'm going to have it here. Now, I will say this much. Tournament strategy is going to be very, very clear here in this format. Because, you, like I talked about, everybody's going to be rostering their high-priced guys for rounds three and rounds four. Why? Because you're paying a lot for them. You want to get some freaking fantasy points for them. You know, the 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 cheap guys, you know, the... If they don't make the cut, they don't get you fantasy points. So uh, in in cash games, it's going to be a very clear build in my eyes where you front load the scrubs, back load the, the, the studs, but, you know, the ownership angle, I guess it's going to be, a, could be potentially, you know, some game theory and the way that you roster it in tournaments, if you want to say Rory McIlroy, use your expensive guys in round one and two, you're going to have a lot less ownership in the, on those rounds. There's no question about it. Because, you know, I don't want to roll um, KJ Choi in rounds three and four and not get those points. But in tournaments, you know, I guess the key, I think the the edge in tournaments looking at this would be just flipping the strategy on its head finding the high price guys who score well in round one and two finding the scrub who makes the cut and can compete you're going to want those guys in rounds three and four now the problem is those are way way more difficult to predict but um I think it's you know kind of going to be the game theory angle to potentially play again it's just adding a layer of variance that I, I just I just don't love Um, but I respect the fact that they tried something different here and maybe I will like it. Maybe my opinion will change again. I'm dishing this out with, you know, not really playing it. I only played it one single week, uh, via beta test. This is not the beta version that I tried. So, um, I'm willing to give it a try and we're obviously going to have content for it, but let's see exactly, you know, how it plays out and see how the strategy works here as we ramp up to the Masters in a couple of weeks because you know I think that's something to certainly keep your eye on. Drafting a little bit larger number of players as well so um, I'm happy we've got another place to play Daily Fantasy Golf but now I gotta talk about the other thing here which does kind of suck and that's that uh, FanDuel cannot offer this game to people who are in the state of New York. And this, I believe, also applies to soccer. I had some people reach out to me on Twitter a couple of weeks ago saying, hey, I'm in New York, and it won't let me enter Daily Fantasy Soccer Contest, EPL or whatever. And uh, I was like, "Well, that's weird. Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense that certainly one sport wouldn't work. Maybe they've got a bug or a flaw or something like that. And uh, it turns out... That the New York Gaming Commission, when they offered these temporary permits, um, that they do that they cannot authorize new games that were not offered prior to November two thousand and fifteen under this license, which is absolutely silly, especially if it falls within the realm of what they allow, because it's all written out in terms of the way that. They feel like the game should be. Uh, I don't understand this really at all. And, you know, talk about a huge advantage for a site like DraftKings, which offered all these different sports at that point in time, to be able to continue to offer them versus FanDuel, who uh, really only offered the main ones. And I don't know the timetable on when this is going to change, but I think it's awfully disappointing that they can't look at it and be like, "Well, we got this wrong." Like, th- what what upside is there? Like, what's the reason why FanDuel can't offer a new game? Like, shouldn't the New York Gaming Commission look at this and be like, "You know what? Let's let's look at the game, see how it's built, and see if it passes muster. And if it does, allow it." I mean, is that too much work for the New York Gaming Commission to do? I don't think it is. And, you know, considering, you know, this is also the gaming commission that didn't do the, probably the appropriate legwork regarding Fantasy Aces and in, in vetting whether or not they did or did not have uh, funds and use them uh, for operations like they did. You know what? We want regulation. Regulation is good. We want a regulated environment, but we also want these people to think sensibly and a monitor the thing that's most important and that's that player funds are safe and they probably learned a really hard lesson believe me i'm not making them the the scapegoat here um this falls on the executives at fantasy aces for what they did but if we're in a regulated environment and you're just going off of people's word that they're not spending their customers money that's not real regulation in my eyes it's not especially on that front which is the most important reason for it, to make sure our money is safe and now they 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 come out with this hardline stance of sorry you can't offer a new innovation in fantasy sports because you didn't have it prior to november f- 2015. 2015 2015 it's a long freaking time ago and uh and I think that I really hope that they give this more consideration because it's just not, not fair to the people in New York. That's not what the fantasy bill was was written for. Let the people play their games. Again, look at the games. Make sure that they're that they they fit uh, based on the way you wrote the law. But just to say, eh, this is the way it is, it's a temporary permit, nothing we can do about it, uh I just think is is absolutely silly and you know for me this is common sense choose your brain you know what just look at it and be like okay like clearly that's a mistake and again I'm not one who knows um, law and you know how can they make these sort of changes on the fly I mean I would think they could I would think that the gaming commissioner could look at it and provide an exemption maybe i i don't know but seems silly and i think that we've seen it with other sport i don't think draft offers golf in uh in new york either for that same reason just a dumb rule it's absolutely stupid so hopefully that's gets rectified fairly soon and new yorkers can get back to playing but um but there you go new game on fanduel check it out let me know what you think if you like it tell me why i'm wrong and you know what? If you feel like there's an edge that I'm missing, and, and I know that there's round one scoring n- uh, numbers, round two, and I know that FanDuel did a pretty good job of kind of adding that information into the player cards itself. And and maybe I'm just being old, stubborn, get off my lawn. I don't like change in my life. Like I think I'm fairly progressive for like, I don't want to say an old guy because I'm like under 40. I'm not freaking like grandpa here. But uh, there is a, a side of me that's getting old and crusty and not liking change. I totally understand that. And and maybe it's like, well, man, it's just another thing for me to that goes in my process that I don't want to have to add to my process. Maybe that's what this is. And it's just me being old, crusty guy. Or maybe there's some truth to it. We'll see. You guys draw your own conclusions on that. Let me know what you think. All right, let's get to uh, Daily Fantasy hoops for tonight. Only a five-game slate for us. We're going to use FanDuel as our reference today. Uh, yesterday with had a bunch of low-scoring totals. Today we've got uh, everything at, what, 211 or higher today. Pistons, Cavs, Pacers, Knicks, Thunder, Nets, Blazers, Pels, and Sixers in Golden State. Biggest line, of course, is Golden State in the 76ers favored by 165 points uh, obviously get the roto grinders app if you don't have it super important to follow these uh late scratches so uh free app store uh over there for your I- ios device and uh, gu- uh google play for your android device all right let's get into it we're gonna go kind of game by game in terms of our analysis tonight and we'll start with the cleveland pistons game total of 215 in this one cleveland favored by eight, so it could be a somewhat competitive game here, and uh, it's funny because you click Reggie Jackson, and by the way, go to our projections page, it's great, Uh, we've got all the Roto World blurbs on there as well, and the Roto World blurb on Reggie Jackson is, our Jacks, looks like he's back, it's exactly what we need, is more Reggie Jackson in our life, right, well, he's been 27 fantasy points or more for the past five games, of course, I played him, that fifth game when he went one for eight and scored 15 fantasy points. But he's been playing really well lately. The shot's definitely up for him. You look at the last, let's see, that looks like seven games, he has been double-digit shot attempts in six of the last seven or seven of the last eight. Uh, so you like that uh, for Reggie Jackson. The price is very attractive. There's not a, you know, there's you can obviously pay up for a lot of guys at point guard, and I don't know how many pay down guys there are, but he is the one guy that does stand out. You got a DVP of 22 going against Kyrie Irving defense, and a good value on him comparative to DraftKings 600 cheaper over on FanDuel than on DraftKings. So uh, yeah, Reggie Jackson could be a option today. I think he probably. Fits a Russell Westbrook build pretty well. I went and built my Westbrook team, uh, early shell team this morning, and he made it uh, at that $5,200 price tag. So I think he'll definitely be a you know correlated play potentially. There's somebody who's way more correlated than him, but he'll be one guy I think is heavily correlated in roster builds with Russell Westbrook. Uh, Tobias Harris, uh, he's got the little... You know, game time decision next to him. He missed practice this weekend, uh, but he's still supposed to play. And he's been playing really well lately. Uh, shot attempts up 21-18-17 in the last three games. I want to say he moved back into the starting lineup as well. And uh, yeah, he's 6K here tonight. Going to have his hands full with LeBron James. I like the price point on him. 6,200 over on DraftKings, so pretty similar price between the two. But he is certainly an option tonight. Uh, and then at shooting guard, and by the way, there are like, at first look, like seven shooting guards, I think, that I'm interested in playing here tonight. And KCP should probably be one of them just because he's so cheap here at 4.7 on FanDuel. This is one of the cheapest price tags we've had on him in a while. 56 over on DraftKings, so it seems more of a FanDuel play. Cleveland uh, against the shooting guard position, 29th. They've been pretty terrible defensively. They've just been awful this second half of the season, like one of the worst. Um, and overall this year, they've been pretty bad. But uh, KCP, a guy who can definitely heat it up, um, you know, at four point seven, he could easily fit a Westbrook build as well. There's just a lot of shooting guards that you can roster today, and, and he's one guy that uh, that I've got my eye on for sure. Uh, as for Andre Drummond today, he's been playing well. Definitely isn't going to fit a Westbrook build, I think, today at 8K. Uh, 7,600 over there on DraftKings. Uh, You don't love the matchup, I think, here against uh, Tristan Thompson. Let's run the game logs here and see uh, against Cleveland. I guess he went for 20-16 and just a couple of games ago. 10 for 13 from the field. Uh, Game before against Cleveland. Let's see. We've got... Uh, 25 fantasy points he only scored uh, eight points 10 rebounds the first uh, game that they played this season on the road so one good one not so good he's certainly been uh, pretty safe here lately if you're going fair and balanced today for tournaments uh, he definitely can fit that build uh, as for LeBron James tonight at 11-2 I mean he's just been playing at another level here recently and as long as he's been playing he's been like right around 60 you know it seems like for the last couple of weeks uh had a 60 burger triple double against uh Detroit just a couple of games ago he's, he's LeBron James the best in the world so if you can fit him do it uh Kyrie at 9-3 I don't know if this is the spot for me with Kyrie uh, another guy who's just been playing really well just feels a tad bit overpriced 35 fantasy points in that game a couple ago against Detroit who plays a tad bit slower this is a home game so that helps and <clears throat> he's been solid I just don't know at that price point if I want to go there I think on DraftKings he's a bit cheaper at 8700 so if I'm playing Kyrie probably over there uh, J.R. Smith at men's salary don't think he's quite playing the minutes that we're looking for and obviously he's J.R. Smith and things can go really really bad for him but uh, yeah until those minutes would Tick up into the 30s. I don't think we can play him even at min salary. Uh, Pacers and Knicks, let's jump in here. Uh, I think most popular play of the entire slate potentially could be Christophs Porzingis at just 6.6K on FanDuel. Darn cheap over there. DraftKings, uh, he's at 7,200. And uh, he's been great the last two games 43 fantasy points against Brooklyn and Detroit. Now he gets Indiana. Not great in the DVP side of things. So, uh, this feels like a spot for him to do well. Now, he did not play great against them last time, only 13 fantasy points in 24 minutes. The game prior to that, though, 30 fantasy points in 34 minutes. Uh, and then the first game, 35 fantasy points in 33 minutes. So, uh, those are the three games he's had against Indiana this season. Um, I just like him right now in this role. I love the price tag on him. You know, if he's sitting at 7,500 then yeah I think I can pass but 66 too darn cheap uh George at 81 Carmelo at 77 again they'll fit the fair and balanced lineups you could probably get one with the Westbrook and the pro and the reason why I actually had I think it was George in my initial lineup and the siege if he's listening is laughing because he hates Paul George is that small forwards you know just a disaster area today. And that's going to, you know, probably maybe drive some people to LeBron James, especially in tournaments. Um, but if you want to go like George and Anthony, like you're really safe there. I mean, you got Marcus Morris. I kind of neglected him a little bit. Uh, hasn't been playing great lately. He's cheap. But if Covington decides to sit, where else are you going? An overpriced Igadala, um, you know, Mo Harkless, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, God forbid, Lance Thomas cracks your lineup, you know, C.J. Miles at 3,900, I guess, but you're asking for under 20 fantasy points there, so uh, those two guys are going to be kind of chalky tonight just by the the way there's not a lot at that position. Like I say, shooting guard, so much deeper of a spot than, uh, than small forward. Uh, Derek Rose at 6.5, don't love him in this spot against Jeff T. at that salary. Um, Reggie Jackson feels like I hate to say he's like a safer option but I think he might be but I don't think he's unplayable in tournaments today um looking at the numbers as well 30 fantasy points last game didn't play particularly great too 5 of 15 shooting only two assists and did get to 30 fantasy points so I feel like uh he's not that far away from adding 10 fantasy points to that game uh now again that's against Brooklyn this is against the Pacers a little bit different defensively uh Myles Turner He's a guy who trotted out there a little bit the last couple of games. Felt good for a half, and then the second half would come along, and he just done, didn't do anything. But at least took 14 shots that last game versus Miami, so that makes him a little bit more interesting uh, to me uh, this season versus New York, 37-26. Uh, those are the uh, fantasy point production for him versus the Knicks and 43. So. He's been really good versus this team this season, and it makes sense. They're not a good defensive team down low, so could be a spot to get some Miles Turner exposure on the cheap. Nurkic is probably going to be more of a chalkier play tonight, but if you are worried about the foul trouble, which is a distinct possibility going against DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis, Miles Turner could be your guy tonight. Uh, All right. Harden Gomez, 5'7". He's okay. I mean... Not enough minutes here lately. Uh, what seventeen against Brooklyn? That one kind of worries me. Did well in that twenty-one and seventeen minutes. Just think too limited of an upside. Like go up and get Turner and play the uh, the history card, the the uh, you know uh, BVP of NBA here so far this season for just a couple hundred more. Uh, all right, let's go to OKC and the Nets. Uh, total in this one two twenty-four. Hey, Russell Westbrook, we got him projected for 60, probably 10 fantasy points too low for him. He's just a great player. Um, greatest offensive season I've ever seen. I don't know if he'll get rewarded with the MVP, but he'd get my vote. Um, at least once. You know, it's one thing to do this every single year. Um, it's another thing to do something that we haven't seen really ever. I mean, if here's the thing about Westbrook, to put in perspective this season, You know, people are like triple-double. Oh, well, look at at, uh, Oscar Robertson. He did that in the single season. Look back to the average point scored in the NBA and on Oscar Robertson's team and how many minutes he played that season and per game and compare it to the NBA today and how many points, or excuse me, how many minutes uh, Russell Westbrook is averaging this season. And your jaw will drop. Because if he played as many minutes as Oscar played, if he played in an era of basketball, like Oscar played, you're probably looking at a guy who would be averaging 50, 50 real life points a game, lost uh, like 16 rebounds and 15 assists should be arguably one of the greatest seasons or probably the greatest season that we've ever seen. Um, but it's not what he's doing. It's not where he's you know the era that he's playing in, and he's still putting up video game like numbers so incredible um so give it to him once I think he's definitely worthy of it one time at least uh but the guy I really like too here's I think Depot is the guy we got to look at he's finally come out and said hey my wrist it's feeling good like it's way better and it's shown the last two games uh, over 30 fantasy points against Utah and San Antonio which is two of the tougher matchups he's probably going to face. Now gets Brooklyn in their 30th ranked DVP in this position. Uh, we've got him ranked uh, at 29 points at about 30 fantasy points. So we're pretty aggressive on that. But he seems like price per dollar uh, a really, really you know top flight option for us tonight. Um, other places to look in this game, I don't really love Steven Adams. Uh, here against Brooklyn I don't think this matchup necessarily fits for him and he's kind of been struggling as well here lately so at 5,300 I think he's a pass for me Uh, Jeremy Lin a little bit interesting at 58 uh, just because the minutes continue to rise and he's really one of the only guys who can like make things happen it feels offensively and the interesting thing is three for 14 one for six from three last game and still managed twenty five fantasy points. So uh, you know if the shots falls for him, he's a guy who could get into the uh, mid thirties. Love to see like no minutes restriction. He's going to play thirty, but this is Brooklyn. They don't operate in that way. Uh, Brooke Lopez always an interesting GPP play, just because he gets hot behind the three point line. Well, he's going to put up some big numbers. He's been at thirty five or more three of his last four games. Seven uh, K on Fanduel seems about right. DraftKings, you get a nice little savings of him at 6500 and that three-point bonus. Uh, so not the worst play on the board here today. Especially, you know, I talked how much I like, you know, Turner. Lopez probably safer than Turner tonight. I don't know if he's got that Turner upside, but he might. He's not a terrible option for us tonight. Uh, Cantor at 5'6". He's okay. I don't think he's a GPP play at that salary, but uh, you know should be able to do fine here against Brooklyn in you know a high-tempo game. And then Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, he played well this last time out. Always a risky option because he can get you under 20 fantasy points, but if you need to punt, maybe. Uh, let's go to Portland and the Pels here. Totaling this one at 216. Cousins is only 9k tonight and I know he hasn't been playing great but man that's just too cheap for DeMarcus Cousins especially going against Nurkic who he should be absolutely able to abuse here in this matchup um I'm interested today at 9k I mean this is and I know everything you can't look back to when he was on Sacramento he wasn't playing alongside Anthony Davis I get it but that's just too darn cheap for a guy like that and he's had some big games alongside Anthony Davis and I just feel like it's not very difficult to envision him getting to 55 fantasy points tonight. So, uh, I think in 9K, he's in play. Davis at 116 6 on FanDuel is just too much. Um, play him on DraftKings if you want to play him. And I don't hate him here either. But I'll take the $2,600 savings I get in roster to Marcus Cousins tonight. Versus Nurkic, who's just... You know, he's a big body, but he's slow. Like, he's just... Not a guy, I think, who's going to be able to keep up with DeMarcus Cousins. So, love Boogie today. It's really hard to make him work with your um, Russell Westbrook lineups tonight. But if you're not playing Westbrook in tournaments, I think Cousins is a very, very sharp play. But lots of great plays in this game. Jordan Crawford at 3,500. I, I kind of scoffed and laughed when they signed this guy. But he's been really good for him. He's kind of fit their uh, their need, and that's making shots. 7 of 12 last game for 29. Uh, first game versus Utah, eight for fifteen for twenty-eight. He's still min salary on Fanduel, a little bit more expensive on DraftKings, but he's the guy who's going to be probably the largest correlation today with uh, Russell Westbrook, just because uh, he's min salary, and you kind of want somebody min salary when you're paying over thirteen thousand for a player. Now, there's definitely some bust potential here because you know you look at that those shooting numbers for Crawford. Uh, good. Like, seven of 12 and five for seven from the three-point line is tremendous. Is it sustainable? I don't know. And look at the team he did it against, Charlotte. Did anybody watch the Bulls last night against Charlotte? Like, they just don't guard the three-point line, I guess, because they just were Bulls who are like the worst three-point shooting team in the league were just making everything. So... I don't know. There could be a danger here in 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 Jordan Crawford. I, I totally get it. Totally get it um, from a price per dollar getting Russell Westbrook's uh, you know into your lineup. I'll be really curious to see where the Jamina ownership falls on him today because he's the easiest path to Russell Westbrook, and it's not even close. Uh, Nurkic definitely can be worried about foul trouble. His fantasy point per minute has been absolutely tremendous and uh and i don't really see that you know changing here um but if he's not on the floor that can be a problem and i don't think that's an impossibility but kind of like we saw with valentunas the other night they're gonna need this guy out there because they don't have the size like where else are they gonna go Myers leonard is like all they have and from the size wise and you know you don't want to put alfrica minu and mo harkless guarding demarcus cousins and uh Anthony Davis. I don't think that's gonna work out for you. I really don't. I think this is a terrible matchup for Portland, to be honest with you. Uh I, I was right on my betting hunches yesterday. Uh tonight, I think the Pels get it done. I like the Pels a lot tonight. Uh obviously the uh guards for Portland, you've got McCollum, you've got Damian Lillard. Lillard at 8-8. I'm okay with that. That's the right number on him here, but a little bit slower tempo um like them, don't love them. not gonna fit your Westbrook lineups that is for sure um, McCollum at 7-3 he fits into those that shooting guard group that I talked about just way too cheap at 7,300 and uh two really big games the last two times out uh with 38 and 43 fantasy points so you know that can happen very easily once again Harkless at four five, zero zero upside in Mo Harkless but still a f- Fairly cheap price tag and that position just sucks today so he's the one guy that kind of pops if you need to kind of go down a little bit uh alan crab i never get him right um but he's 3900 and playing 30 minutes plus so give him some you know food for thought i think there's better shooting guards to roll out there but he's a cheap option for you maybe a pivot off of jordan crawford for 400 more if you want to fade the chalk which i think crawford very well could be tonight all right, last one. It is 76ers and the Golden State Warriors. It's going to be a blowout tonight. Uh, favored by, what, 17 in this one at home. Uh, and it, that makes it too risky for me to pay up for Steph Curry tonight. Rather play a competitive, you know, game out there with uh, Damian Lillard or maybe even Kyrie Irving. Uh, but Steph, he's great. But, man, just I feel like this game's going to be over by the third quarter. These guys are going to rest. And it's going to be Ian Clark time. But uh, the – Looking at some pieces that are a little bit cheaper. Clay Thompson, 7 2, Draymond at 7 9. Uh, I don't hate him. Um, and, you know, you could stack a little bit of this game up and pray that you get four quarters, but I don't think that's really a smart strategy today because Philly just doesn't have a lot going for him right now. Uh, Dario Saric is nice, but he's not cheap. He's 3,200. That's a hefty price tag to pay. It's a tempo up game. Should be able to score, you know, a fair number of points here, but. Um, just too expensive, likely for my blood. Uh, if you're looking for value, keep your eye on the situation around Covington, uh, TLC, Timothy Luau-Cabaret, I totally butchered that name. TLC is 3-7. He actually gave you a pretty good, uh, fantasy output last game as a starter. And he is actually a 3K crapper on DraftKings. So, uh, could be more in play over there, uh, with your Westbrook lineups, uh, assuming he's starting. If he's coming off the bench again, probably not going to go there uh okafor and holmes okafor is a little bit more expensive uh played pretty well the last couple of games 23 real life points 14 real life points but continues to suck rebounding for a guy who's seven feet tall four and four each of the last two games versus the lakers (laughs) four rebounds versus the lakers that's the best you can do uh and the clippers i probably save a little bit at holmes uh, over there at power forward i think there's Better places I'd rather go at center position than Okafor today. Just a dangerous, dangerous game. Um, Gerald Henderson, 3,600, could be another punt for you. Uh, He's, you know, back in the starting five uh, last game. Didn't do too much. Probably not a guy I'm looking to really use too much. There's better shooting guard punts than him. Uh, Center punt, Zha. Why not? 4.4 4.4 going against this Okafor defense and he's been 26 and 30 fantasy points. He's not really affected by a blowout either because this guy doesn't really play money of his minutes in that fourth quarter. He's going to play the first quarter rotation. He's going to play the third quarter rotation. Uh, he's not a guy that they make sure they have on the floor in the fourth quarter like, you know, in close games. Like that's Draymond, that's Clay, that's that's Seth Curry, Or Steph Curry and then obviously you've got uh, Iguodala out there they can go small so I don't think he's affected that much by it Um, 30 and 26 again last two games for him don't hate him as a under 5k crapper on FanDuel let's see DraftKings 3,800 so another under 4k option for you over there Uh, all right that's all I got for you tonight Uh, that's gonna cover the five game slate and Daily Fantasy um, Basketball. Uh, certainly appreciate you guys giving us a listen here, as always, on the podcast. We'll be back again tomorrow, uh, wrapping up the Wednesday slate. Uh, make sure you jump in that final queue on FanDuel tonight, 7 Ghost Good could uh, see you out in Miami. It's going to be a fun, fun trip out there. And uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. Leave a review over there on iTunes. Follow us over there on Twitter at RotoGrinders at Dan underscore Bach and uh, YouTube as well. Um, definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel so you're getting all the latest updates with our videos. Um, till tomorrow, best of luck tonight in DFS, and we will see ya.
0: Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil four burner Advantage Series gas grill for just one hundred sixty nine dollars, and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only ninety nine dollars each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet, and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through six twelve. Craftsman offer valid through six nineteen. U.S. only. The all new Toyota RAV four asks, What if? What if your ride was refined? <laughs>